everybody. It's Casey. And I'm Trey. Alrighty, and we are back for the first time in forever because we were wanting to talk about the new Pokemon Snap. Well, it's not really new anymore. It's new-ish. New as compared to 1997 or whatever. Pokemon Snap for the Nintendo 64 was the very first game I've ever played. Really? It was the first game I ever beat, too. I did not know that. I was five. <laughs> I, so that being said, the the original game is not very hard. I remember loving going over to your house because, like, I only had like so many toys, and when I would get to go over, like me and you could play together, and we would yeah. have all of your toys. And I didn't have an N sixty four. Anyway, we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, welcome In back. And we're back. Yeah. Anyway, I never had a, like, I never had a Nintendo 64. I sure as heck did, and that was my childhood. I remember you had, like, you had Pokemon Snap. Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2. Yeah. We had, uh... Did you have the Pikachu in 64? Yeah, I... My brother actually has it right now. I don't ah! know if that's the same one. It probably isn't. He probably got it from, like, the flea market or something. But he has that kind. We had Hey You Pikachu... There's a lot of Pokemon games. Um, we also had, like, Mario 64. And I remember my great aunt Lil, who is, like, nearing 90 right now. But she played, she played the crap out of that game. And she beat really? every one of us. And she was she was not the kind to just let us win. Really? No, she beat Zack a million times at, like, Mario And Kart. she is truly, like, a little old lady. Like, she she is. And I, I can still hear her laugh in my head every time she would, like, beat Zack at Hot Wheels or whatever <laughs> cartridge he had in. Like. I thought you meant Jill for a second. No, and, no, Aunt Lil. Like, even more, like, like out there. Yeah, because, like, my Aunt Jill is in her 50s. Aunt Lil, like, Aunt Lilis is in almost 90 right now. So she was in her 70s kicking our butts. And having no mercy whatsoever. Um, one of my, some of my fondest childhood memories are going over to your house yeah. and playing the first level of Pokemon Snap over and over and over. Yes. Because there's just, like, it's one of those things of the more times you play it, the more, like, little itty-bitty things you find. It's kind of, I don't want to say it's like, where's Waldo or I Spy, but it kind of is. Like, like, I feel like... You would go back through and be like, oh, if I do this specific thing in this specific spot, a new door opens up and it opens up a new track. And then it leads you to another course in the game. And the new ones are full of that. Like, obviously it doesn't, like, completely capture that nostalgia factor, but I still liked it a lot. Just because it still had things like that. Like, you get certain items and you use items to get into other places and take more pictures that you wouldn't have before. And... I mean, nothing beats the original for me, just because I'm blinded by childhood nostalgia. And you can go back at night. Yeah. Yeah, that's another cool thing that I love about this game is, well, we should probably take it from the top. Yeah, we should. Okay. Um, bye. We're back. Yeah, so we're like at three minutes, but I feel like I could talk about this game for a long time. Me too. Like... There's just, like, it doesn't have all, like, how many Pokemon are there again? There's, like, oh, more than 500. There is, like, here's when my little 
spectrum-y butt got into Pokemon is, like, when I was little, I got Lunchables, not to eat the Lunchables, but to cut out the Pokemon that was on the back of the Lunchables box. And then I would take them home, and I would put them in order of 151, and if you got one of them out of order, I was pissed. Do you remember when McDonald's had the Pokeballs that yes! had gold? No, that was Burger King. Oh. They had the gold. And I was so envious because you had one and I didn't. Like. How? I was too young to remember. How, was it really just a Happy Meal toy? Yeah. It was like you may have had to pay extra. I don't know. It seemed like everyone had a Pokemon with a gold card in it except for me. Like I remember we played with that Pokeball that came in forever we did we did like that is another thing that like i mean i claimed i was spectrumy because i was putting like all my pokemon in order uh the creator of pokemon is autistic he's actually on the spectrum and he said that he created the manga series and whatnot because he loved bug collecting and that was his special interest and so it's kind of based on that and it's like there's a lot of creators who are on the spectrum, like the creator of Minecraft, creator of Pokemon, like anything where there's a lot of detail that you can just sink your teeth into and just go at for a long time. Like that's that's made by people on the spectrum usually because they know what we like. <laughs> like <laughs> My special interest right now is coral and maybe fungi. Which I was about to ask. There's a lot of aquatic levels in this game. Yeah, there are. And I love them. Uh, so I said we were going to take it from the top. So... This, there's really minimal story in this, though. Yeah. It really is just like... It's based in the first game, the Nintendo 64 game, it's like, you're out here taking pictures of Pokemon. Professor Oak hires you. Go take pictures of Pokemon. And that's kind of how this one goes, too. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. It, like, there's The not most a... story is like, you got a new track! Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you have a rival Pokemon trainer who is trying to take more pictures than you. It's like, oh well. This like, one, like, I feel like there aren't real Pokemon rivals anymore. They're all kind of just like, let's have a friendly competition. Back in the day, your rival was me. Yes, they were. And they abused their Pokemon. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like, it was the worst. Like, Gary was a punk ass. Like, he was... And then- in um, Gold and Silver, your rival was like... Yeah. Like, you wanted to beat them. Like, like now it's like, let's have a friendly competition between friends. There, I, Nothing personal. It's like, yes, there is. There is everything personal. That started in the third generation. With yeah. May and... Did they ever name the guy? I don't know. Um... Speaking of Pokemon, I'm super excited because I did South Carolina. Yeah, Brendan. South Carolina Comic Con recently, and I got to meet Veronica Taylor, who is the original Ash Ketchum. And I have, like, a autographed thing from her. And it was supposed to be, like, you pay 20 bucks extra to get a picture with her. And I was, like, I was not cool. I was doing the hand flappy thing. I was, like, so excited. And then she was, like... I was telling her how I've, like, been watching the series since I was eight, and she was like, yeah, I'm doing this picture for free. Aww. So, yeah, the picture we had, it was totally free. She just did it. Is it the same voice actor? No, I think they have a new Ash Ketchum now, but we're way off topic, but... <laughs> yeah, there's not really a story. You just kind of 
like yeah. you start off in like I think it's a meadow. A meadow, and then you're basically and you get the nighttime meadow. Yeah. And you're basically just sent to take pictures of all these Pokemon for experimental purposes in the name of science. And then there's like the special, like the big Pokemon. Like yeah. The Aurora, is, is it Aurora? I think so. It's been a while since I've played this game. We both beat it, but. <sighs> um. Anyway. <laughs> I will say that like. I do love that they've kind of expanded on what was in the original. Like, there's nighttime mode now. So you can go through the same course, except instead of it being during the day, it'd be at night. And then nighttime, you can find different kinds of Pokemon. And there's more than just nighttime now. Now there's, like, dawn and sunset. What? Oh, so they've added, like, they added an update? I think so. That is awesome. Yeah. And they're still adding... I don't know when the last one was released, but the last time I got on, they had added more tracks. So they're still Ooh. adding to it. Yeah, so it's kind of like Animal Crossing, where there's just, like, periodic updates, and it's, like, more new things and stuff. What's your favorite level? I like the spooky one. The spooky one! Yes. Ghost Pokemon are the best. I really like Gengar. Gengar? It, you mean Clefable's goth cousin? No, Clefable's shadow. I haven't read that theory. I've heard of it, but... there, Yeah, there's a theory that... I think it's Clefable. Mm -hmm. That Gengar is, like, a Clefable shadow. Yeah. And if you look at them, like, they're shaped similarly. Yeah, I could see that. That... Are you saying Clefable... Like... <laughs> I'm trying to think of what I was about to say. Because also... Like... There are so many dark references I, and like dark Pokedex entries. I love it. Uh, the creepy pastas, like you could go. Hypno like, is scary. Hypno is very scary, and I remember when. Um, this is also off topic, but I remember there was a lot of video game creepy pastas, and Ben Drowned was one of them from Majora's Mask. Basically, uh, it's. Like this creepypasta where a guy gets, like, an original Majora's Mask copy, and it's haunted, and they have, like, video footage of where somebody tampered with the original Majora's Mask and made it to where it's, like, this creepy setup, and Majora's Mask was scary anyway. I never played Majora's Mask. I no, I remember we did at the very beginning. Oh yeah, but because I was petrified of it. It was terrifying. I I did start it, but I never like we got through the tutorial and then I didn't know where to go. Yeah. Uh but yeah, the Pokemon ones are pretty pretty creepy. Um anything involving Lavender Town is creepy. Yeah. Like I know there was one about kids committing suicide because they heard the Lavender Town theme at a certain frequency. I heard something recently. Like, That's just an urban legend. Like they, um, they had to change the Lavender Town theme. Yeah. I mean, I remember their, the original Pokemon series in Japan, they did have to, like, recall it because the colors were too bright and it was too much, like, flashing. That's why there's no Porygon episode. Yeah, because it would cause seizures, so I could see that, but it's just, like, I don't know. I, I really did like the spooky level. I also really like Blushing Beach, because I thought it was super pretty. Yeah. 
The underwater levels are cool too. Yeah. I got frustrated at the underwater levels. I don't remember why. You, there is a way for you to wake up Lugia. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, did did you ever find the cavern with it? I think so. Yeah. Uh, I also love the snowfall one. Yes. That was a pretty one. And then I think there's a way for you to like see ho or something too. Yes. Uh, I would have to dig deep into IGN to find all these like secret things. <laughs> like I never said I was a good gamer. I just I. That's my favorite thing about Pokemon Snap, is that there's all these, like, tiny little details where, like, if you hit these feathers with this particular kind of ball and you get all, like, five of them and they're hidden through the level, then, like, Ho-Oh will be at the end. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, it rewards you for paying attention to detail. And there's also something, like, if you knock this fire Pokemon into this place, then it'll catch, like, the room on fire or something like that. Yeah, it's... like, a lot of it's cause and effect. I remember in the original there was a lot of that, too. I remember if you, like, hit a squirtle, like, with a Pokeball or something, it would, like, fly uphill, and it would, like, cause this manky to fly into a volcano, and, like, there's all kinds of, like, little cause and effect stuff that is super creative. Isn't there some way to, like, like, can't you, like, knock a squirtle into a, like, a whirlpool and it evolves into Blastoise or something? No, no, uh, if you put a star you in it, it, it becomes a star me. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was, that was, like, a whole thing. Oh, gosh, there's, like, like, I remember, I was in kindergarten when I beat Pokemon Snap, the original, so that being said, it is not hard. I don't remember the first game I beat. I played it again as an adult. I beat the whole thing in 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a game that is not made for you to show off how good you are. No. Well, there, like, it can be as easy or as hard as you want it to be. Yeah, I will say that. Because the new one gives you points for, like, style. Yeah, yeah. And so, it's really sophisticated. Yeah, I, I really do like... The new one is just, like, it's just... It's obviously not as good as the original, but it it capitalizes off of what the original had. Yeah. Do you have a favorite Pokemon? I probably Volpix or Ninetales. He has a cat named Volpix. Yeah, and she Pixie. looks like a Ninetales. She's a Flame Point Siamese, right? Yeah, she is. And she's Satan. Yeah, she's she's mischievous. Miss. You mean she's a butt? That's... Yeah, she is. She's... <laughs> she wakes me up every morning, screaming at my door to get her wet food. <laughs> Pixie! Satan! Satan, yes. Be her jingles, it's her. I was actually going to say my favorite was probably the Alola Ice Ninetales. Oh, yeah. Or Mew. I really like Mew. I, I think I have a keychain I got at Comic-Con of Glaceon, which is really cute. I love Glaceon, too. I almost got a Vulpix plush Yee. while I was in Lexington. Almost. Was it a Squishmallow? Mm -mm. It was just like a... Oh. Is there a Squishmallow? Yeah. That's another thing. I can't wait for Nashville Comic Con because, like, at South Carolina Comic Con, there was an entire stand just full of nerdy Squishmallows, and it was Aww. amazing. Like, I can't wait for everyone to go. This is going to be so fun. Yeah. Yes. Um... What would you, you said your favorite trash or favorite trash, trash what? track favorite track was Blushing, Blushing Beach. Beach. Yeah, or the Snowfall one. Yes. 
I, my favorite Pokemon would like bounce around. Every once in a while, I would get into a different one. Like I really liked Froslass for a while. Mm-hmm. I really liked Growlithe for a while. Venomoth. Yes. Venomoth. Um, <laughs> gosh, what else did I like? My favorite generation was Generation Three. Ruby and Sapphire. Um, but my favorite game was Generation Four, Diamond and Pearl. I remember you playing that like religiously in high school. Yes, because I actually stopped playing after Ruby and Sapphire. I just didn't get back into it, and after that, I kind of lost track of all the different generations of Pokemon. I. The reason I loved Generation 4 so much was because I think it best implemented the national decks. Mm -hmm. So that was the first one where they were like, we're going to have all 493 Pokemon in this game. You're going to be able to get every single one of them. Mm -hmm. Um, You can trade them up from your hand, like your other handhelds from previous generations. But there was also like, you could like use the Poke Radar and like see a special, like, when a special one moved, there would be a different kind of Pokemon in that. Yeah. You could put honey on, like, one of these trees, and you could get Pokemon that way. Mm-hmm. Or you could, like, go at different times of the day. Like, there were so many different ways to get them. And so there was a different way to get all 493 Pokemon. So it was, like, more unique, I guess. Yeah, like, that, and it wasn't, like, um, repetitive. Repetitive, yeah. I did remember thinking that ruby and sapphire was really cool because you could like mix berries and make like your pokemon stronger basically give them steroids um i remember like you could fight two on two battles uh i have to say the one i have the most fond memories playing is probably gold and silver uh that or crystal like because crystal was kind of a one-up because you got you could get suicune in it yeah, I really liked that one. That that was like I beat Heart Gold when it came out for the DS. I I really I think the thing that made the great Pokemon games great is that they had more content. Yeah. Like Gold and Silver had twice as much content as mm. Red and Blue. Yeah. But in Ruby and Sapphire it went back down. Hmm. I mean I and, don't know, I'm trying to think. It's been in, a long time since I played these games. And then in Generation 4, it had the same amount of space, but it had, like, four times the amount of Pokemon, and mm-hmm. it was well imp- implemented. I, I, This is kind of making me want to play Diamond now. It's re- And they just released Brilliant Diamond, the oh, remake. Yeah. There's so many new Pokemon games that are out for the Switch now. There's, um... Arceus. Arceus, there's Sword and Shield, there's Sun and Moon... I'm so far behind. <laughs> yeah, I I've not finished a Pokemon game since this one. Yeah, I did finish the I did finish Pokemon Snap, but like a mainline Pokemon game. Yeah. I don't think I finished one since Black and White because oh, I didn't yeah. like Black and White. I didn't either. I remember my old boyfriend at the time got it for my birthday, and I just could not get into it for the life of me. I finished it because I was like, it's a Pokemon game. Oh, did we shut off? Nope, we're good. Okay, um, yay. I was like, it's a Pokemon game. Like, it's going to be fun. And then I remember getting to the end and just being like, meh. Meh. Because, <laughs> like, they made it so the sprites moved and stuff, but they didn't look good. Yeah. And I didn't think the environments were that... And you have two rivals instead of one. And it's like, I don't have that much energy. And it was... 
more yeah. city themed i think yeah. it was more urban i get i honestly don't remember it that much of it because i didn't go back a lot of people have said that they love that game though yeah and i just am not yeah i i mean this is making me want to go back and play my old pokemon games because it is such a nostalgia trip it's not even funny oh yeah like did you ever collect shinies i did not because i did not play sun and moon oh i play i collected shinies in um diamond and pearl oh um no there was this thing you could do where you could use the pokey radar and if you went to the um Mm -hmm. like the patch of grass that was moving that was farthest away yeah you could if you could get the same pokemon over and over Mm -hmm. and like the more you got in a row the higher the likelihood that if you of you getting a shiny would be yes but it was really really difficult and frustrating and i loved it i had like a whole box of shiny pokemon you are such like i am like a minimalist when it comes to games and you are a maximalist like an almost completionist like I will do things within reason. Like, I I haven't platinumed anything ever. Yeah. No, wait. I think I platinumed Ori in the Blind Forest. Maybe. Most every, like, PS awards, like, where it pops up, it's like, oh, you did this. It's usually bronze for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, eh. I, get, I think I had a couple golds and some silvers, but I get a lot of bronze. Do you remember, this is off topic, but do you remember, like, the Jack and Dexter remakes? Yes. So, what they did for it was they gave you a trophy for every power cell you got. Yeah. So, it was literally just, like, a hundred trophies for, like, you did it! You collected a hundred precursor orbs! Or five scout flies! Or you made it to this, like... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we did Jack and Daxter, didn't we? We did. And it was so, like far gone like far removed from my memory i was like did this happen yes it did did this happen no it did <laughs> like i really was just like did i make this up was this game even real like <laughs> i played them i think i played them pretty recently oh yeah i just remember jack Except 2 the lost frontier yeah that one was bad but jack 2 was like way like <laughs> i'm glad pokemon never did a huge like tone shift the way that Jack and Dexter did. Pokemon, I feel like they're, like, the games aren't terribly kiddie. And, like, like you can still be an adult and have fun playing the Pokemon game because you can, like, collect them all. And, like, there's different levels of, like, how intense it can be. Yes. and But then, like, with Kingdom Hearts, I feel like they I knew we were going here. Yes. (laughs) We have to talk about it. We have to talk about the trailer. We will be back shortly because we, we've gotten to this. We, and... There's no going back. Okay, we're back. We're back. we so... got to talk about the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer. I know this is a Pokemon Snap podcast, but like it's it's got to be said. Yes. I don't know how to feel. Either this is going to be really good or it's going to be really, really bad. I... I have mixed feelings. Because Kingdom Hearts 4, like, I don't know how to feel about it. Because, I mean, Kingdom Hearts 3 gave us the biggest set of gamer blue balls in the history of video games. Yes, it did. 13 years. And, like, I mean, this, it looks really good. I will say the graphics are incredible. I think he's a little too realistic, though. Yeah, 
They, his hair's too shiny. His shoes are normal size. Yeah, and he like he looks like to, you get yeah, your the good word is realistic. Yeah, it's, he looks like a K-pop guy. He does. <laughs> and Kingdom Hearts was never meant to be realistic. Yeah, we do not need photorealistic Donald Duck. We do not. Uh, I will say this is probably they say it's in Quadratum, which was like the place that. Like, when you're in the Toy Story world, they talk about a video game called... What is it? Verum Rex. Verum Rex, okay. And that takes place in a city called Quadratum and blah, blah. And apparently you, after Kingdom Hearts 2, where spoiler alert, Sora disappears, he wakes up in Quadratum, because no one dies in Kingdom Hearts. Except Kyrie. Except... No, so she, she didn't stay dead. Resurrected? Resurrected. Rearrested. Rearrested. For being kidnapped all the time. Yeah. And I will say, there are actually people already who have looked up where that apartment that Sora wakes up in is based at in Tokyo. It's a real place. Oh, is it? And apparently it's like a million dollars. Really? Like, it's very expensive. Because it's in Shibuya, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a really swanky apartment, but I I don't know how I feel about it. The heartless looks really good. It looks really good, but I think it it looks like Godzilla a little bit. It does, and I never thought of the heart like I never wanted like photorealistic heartless. Yeah. Like if this is what's taking so long to develop, like they really could focus their efforts in other things. We actually I don't know if you'll agree with this the other night. But we have a term for this. It's called polished turd syndrome. Yeah. Where the graphics are incredible, but the story is just not there. We actually, I don't know if you'll agree with me on this, but we watched Dune the other night, the movie. And I was like, the costumes are amazing. The architecture is amazing. The, the weapons are amazing. But what happens in this movie, I could not tell you. It they, has polished turd syndrome. It, I... Th- the actual source content is really good. It's I've older heard it's than a good Star book. Wars. Yeah, I've heard it's a really good book, but... Oh, it's right here. Oh, you got it? Oh, my gosh. I have my dad's. Yes, Dune oh. by Frank Herbert. This text is so small. Yeah, it's, like, old. Because I've heard so many people say, this is my favorite book, but, like, I was watching it at Nathan's with Zach, and I was just like... He was like, do you know what's happening right now? I was like, not really. I can tell you what happens in it because I have watched the original. But Uh, in the original, like, what they are doing in three or four movies in this one, the original does in one movie. Okay. But this is what I mean by polished turd syndrome. My mom loves Dune. Really? Yes. My mom. Your mom? My mom, who cannot sit through a Marvel movie, she cannot watch. If there's a Hallmark movie and it has, like, magic in it, she's like... This is weird. This is weird. But my mom loves Dune. Where, of all like, things. Where, like, there's a prophecy and Muad'Dib is, like, Shai Halud, like, the chosen one. <laughs> and the Bene Gesserit are an order of women who have mind powers. That is Mom wild. is like, I get it. And, like, like what? But yet she cannot watch, like, Guardians of the Galaxy because it's weird. <laughs> Papaw's watched Guardians of the Galaxy. Has he? Yeah, my my Papaw, not Papaw Chumley, the one who does sheet fire with us. But she, he loves Star Wars. I watched him watch Star Wars, Guardians of the Galaxy, and the new Wonder Woman movie. 
But anyway, back to Kingdom Hearts, like, polished herd syndrome is pretty much where everything looks great, but the story is just not there. That sounds like 3. And 3 kind of had... I will give 3 credit because the gameplay was really fun. I did not like it. Well, we differ on that, but <laughs> it did have Diarrhea Christmas lights. Like, it was just overwhelming. I felt like I was doing the same thing over and over and over and yeah. over. But, like... like A lot of people love Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, like, the tone, I will say, is decent. Like, I will say it's more childlike than the first ones. But then again, we were actually children when we played the first ones, so... Yeah. And there have been a couple of people that um, mentioned that they may have done a dramatic tone shift in Kingdom Hearts 4 to scale up to their audience really quickly. I like a Jack 2. I, I could not do an edgy Kingdom Hearts, okay? It is... It has Donald Duck and Goofy Goof. Like, it is supposed to be G-rated. Or PG. Yeah. Somebody... I actually had a theory about Kingdom Hearts 4. Yeah. I had wondered if it's after, like, I don't know, eight years in or something, mm -hmm. they realized that Kingdom Hearts 3 was not salvageable. Mm -hmm. And so they decided to polish it up and make it look as good as possible, release it, or drag it on. That way they could start work on Kingdom Hearts 4 and mm -hmm. just put effort into making Kingdom Hearts 4 good. Which may be why we're seeing, like, the PS5 Or is level. this applied to some more games? See... It might be. See, that's one thing I hated about the Kingdom Hearts series, is that they have all these games on different consoles, so you would buy all the different consoles. But the PS5 is backwards compatible. I hope so. <laughs> they said that about PS4, too. At least my house. Um, well, yeah. I, I have mixed feelings. But I, I said straight up, like, after I beat Kingdom Hearts 3, I will not play Kingdom Hearts 4. I don't know. I would have to, like... I would have to get a better feel for it. Yeah, I would have to, like, have other people play it, see that it's not complete garbage, and then spend my money on it. Yeah. Because I, I really do love this series, but I think the story is so far gone. Yeah, and what they tried to do in 3 was, like, wrap all of it up and i wonder if they did that that way they could like just like start over yeah like maybe they reference this character once in a while but they're not completely vital to the plot anymore like yeah like and plus i hated remind because it was just an answer to criticism i never bothered to play remind i've seen people play i i didn't play it myself but remind was like it was like you play as Kyrie, and now she fights people with her keyblade. And then, uh, what else? It's like the Final Fantasy characters are back because people complained about not having them. And I felt like it was just a big answer to criticism. And it just kind of annoys me when stuff does that for yeah. no reason. Like, we did a really bad job, and now we're gonna backpedal. I, I thought about getting Melody of Memory just because I like rhythm games and. Because it's supposed to be the original story of Kingdom Hearts from Kyrie's perspective. I already see your face. I know you don't like it. Who asked for that? Well, no. She one. was unconscious most of the time. That is true. She was like, <laughs> like, 
I mean, but that would have been a good filler spinoff game if they had released it earlier and not added a bunch of convoluted crap to the plot. Like, this is not a game that... I have heard that some people who binged all the games and didn't grow up playing them, they have an easier time remembering the whole plot. But still, it's real hard to do because it's just so... The, the writing is so bad. Like, you cannot just jump into Kingdom Hearts 3. No, you can't. You would be so incredibly lost. And that happened to a lot of people. Yeah, but then again, like, I've been following the series for years and I still don't know. I have to replay it. Yeah. Like, I know the plot of 1, 2, Birth by Sleep, um, Chain of Memories, and then... They threw, in, they threw in every convoluted plot device. They threw in time travel. They threw in cloning. They threw in... Resurrection. Resurrection. Nobody stays dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was following up until Kingdom Hearts 2, and then after a certain point, I got lost. Like, I tried playing the 350-some days. Like, it sounds like I just named off a bunch of games there's a bunch i didn't name yeah like i don't know there was anything a mobile about coded. game yeah coded sucked it was just a rehash of the game like and the then, original and then there's um the 358 over two days mm-hmm. and then there's like there now there's melody of memory yeah and gosh what else is there i Kyrie Ren- wins the award for most useless female character yeah like i will all of our friends say that it's Sakura from Naruto. Lies. Lies. It is Kairi. It is 100% Kairi. Well, Sakura, like, could do things. Yeah, I was kind of scared that Uraraka, which we'll talk more anime later, but I was kind of scared that Uraraka from My Hero Academia was going to be the girl, like, just the love interest, but then she became more useful later on. But Kairi is the worst. Like... She, like, like, I remember in 2, I was really excited because she started to develop. Yeah. But then it just didn't, didn't go, go anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Shall Wait. we take a break? Okie dokie. We will be back. Okay, we're back. All right, we are back. Um, There's not much to tutor boot. Not a whole lot of outfits. In Pokemon Snap? In Pokemon Snap. I don't remember any of the outfits for Pokemon Snap. No. Uh, Except for Professor Rowan. The gays loved Professor Rowan. He was weirdly hot. I don't know why they made him that absurdly handsome. They might as well have pulled one of the avatars from Dream Daddy. Like... (laughs) Yes. That's another game we need to play and review. Mm. Oh my gosh. I never played that. I want to, mainly because back when I worked at um, a preschool, there was a guy who would pick up his son and he would be wearing a Dream Daddy t-shirt. Really? Because he's literally a dad. But I but I never played the game. I want to. I think that would be a fun one for us to do. <laughs> Maybe a bonus episode. Yes. Um, but Kingdom Hearts 4... I really, like... Oh, I also heard another good theory. What is it? That the reason there isn't any Disney IP in it is because they're trying to go with more Kingdom Hearts original content. 
and kind of go away from being like maybe not like super edgy but less kitty maybe but i mean the whole premise of kingdom hearts is it's a crossover between disney and final fantasy and i just think they just need to continue with that i see i actually really like my favorite part of the kingdom hearts series now is the original kingdom hearts content like my favorite worlds are like Hollow Bastion, Slash Radiant Garden, Twilight Town, the yeah. world that never was. Those are my favorites now. Yeah. I mean, I would be like, I'm a Disney nerd. I I love Disney. So, speaking of which, on an, another topic, uh, you have to look up this video of a guy cosplaying as Sora and going to Disney World and interacting with all the characters. It is super funny, but... Dude, does anybody know who he is? Alice in Wonderland knew who he was. Oh. She was like, oh, Sora, how are you? <laughs> and I was like, that is the cutest thing ever. But I like the Disney aspects. And I've heard rumors that Star Wars is going to be in this one. Because I hope it, not. I don't know how I feel about that. Because it is technically a Disney property. But... Uh, they could also put Marvel in it. Marvel, but it also not feeling that one either it doesn't have the right tone no i mean i would not complain about a star wars world but it like, right now it feels weird they were really pushing it with pirates of the caribbean they were like and we're not going to get into the whole johnny depp thing going on right now but like <laughs> like they were because it was so weirdly realistic yeah. And then you have Donald and Goofy there. Yeah, and I they they weren't photorealistic yet though, and but since everything was animated, it didn't work super well. But I don't think it would be nearly as bad as it would be. Yeah, I just don't know how I feel about it. Mark Hamill is already in Kingdom Hearts though. He is the master. He's the master, and they had Leonard, I think it was Leonard Nimoy as Xehanort. Okay. Which is legend status. That is awesome. <sighs> but still, like, I just, <laughs> like, I don't know how I feel about Kingdom Hearts 4 yet. I thought it was going to be called Kingdom Hearts An Oath to Return. Oh, really? Yeah, because, like, from what little i saw of it that happened with sora and virum rex and the guy with heterochromia he's like the main character in virum rex he yeah. has one red eye Zububa. yeah he's played by i think dylan sprouse really yes <laughs> um i really want more information on i'm also really shocked we're getting like a mainline kingdom hearts title this soon yeah because it's not like, they didn't announce Kingdom Hearts 3 for, like... They did in 2013, and then we had to wait another, like... Five years. Five years. Was it five? It was in 2019, so it was six years. It may have been, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my god. I can't remember if that was my first year of pharmacy school or not. And... I do appreciate Pokemon Snap for being a more modern remake, but at the same time not blue-balling us for forever. Yeah. <laughs> like, because like, I think the reason Kingdom Hearts took so long is because there's so much intellectual property. Like, even though Disney is one cohesive company, yeah. like, 
there's a division for Frozen, and there's a division for The Lion King, and there's a division for, like, the older cartoons, and, like... Yeah. They're very protective with their brand. And they may say something like, oh, yeah, you can use Elsa, but she has to do things that were already in the movie. Like, there can't be any, like, original, like... Yeah. It... Which may be why there's a shot-by-shot replay of Let It Let Go. Let It Go, Yeah. I was so excited for Frozen World, and it just did not deliver. It was like it was. It felt very like convoluted and chopped together. It reeked of corporate bureaucracy. Yes, like you can't go in Arendelle. You can't go in Elsa's castle. You can't go in like. You are in the mountains. That is it. it. That is it. You go through a nice cavern labyrinth. And after a certain point, they really shouldn't have bothered. Yeah, that... Yeah. They did get the main cast and that crappy Olaf, like, trying to put Olaf together. Oh, yeah. I hated it. (laughs) Thanks, I hate it. It was really bad. Oh, gosh. I did love the Tangled World, though. I love Tangled World, too. And And I love the Keyblade. I didn't think I would like Toy Story World, but I did. I really like that one. Yeah. And this is turning into a Kingdom Hearts 3 review. It is. <laughs> um, but I mean, the fandom is going crazy right now because we were not expecting Kingdom Hearts 4 no. this um, Pokemon Snap, I don't know if there's like really anything else to talk about. It is just a very fun Where's Waldo kind of photography game. And that sounds like a really weird mishmash, but... It just works. I would definitely give it a, a good review. It's worth playing. It is. Def- and it, I don't think it's very expensive either. It's not. It's like, I just got the download version. And because they're updating it all the time, like, there's probably more content in it that we haven't played. Yeah. Yes. I just, I did like this one. This is a good one. Yeah. I, um, gosh. Oh, we need to do our weekly favorites. Weekly favorites. Okay. Mine is... Okay, so I I found one that I think you'll really enjoy. Let's take a break. All right. Back to weekly favorites. Yay! So, this is an anime. Well, it's an anime movie. It's on Netflix. It's called Bubble. I hated that movie. What? I hated it. It was like The Little Mermaid meets like waifu resting on pretty. I did not like it. Oh my gosh. I like this movie, but I will... Why? It was every (laughs) trope wrapped into one. It is trope heavy. I will say that because I like the concept of it. I like the idea of Tokyo being in a giant bubble and half of it, there's like kind of a zero gravity, half underwater thing. And it's like they do parkour but it's like also capture the flag it was like it had the trope of like unique sport the trope of like girl that can't talk the trope of like well, I mean, if it's, quiet brooding protagonist if it's supposed to be a reference to the little mermaid she gives up her voice for legs so but she learns to talk along the way that is true and I... it's also it also does the little mermaid like backwards like, she turns to Seafoam when she gets the prince? Yeah. I will say I am happy that we have a representation for someone who has sensory overload issues. Yeah, that was nice. Because, like, one of the characters who ends up falling in love with uh, our main protagonist girl, he has hypersensitivity 
hypersensitivity to auditory uh, sounds and things like that. And that does come into play later on. I I think visually this is a cool movie, and I think it was a cool concept. Yeah, I and I agree there. Like, I think they had a really good concept. I think they just needed to refine it more. Yeah, I I liked it, but it's. I literally have it thumbs down. Oh. Yes. Hated it. Hated it. Hate hate hate. Hey, 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 that's you going through a crunchy roll. Hey, yes. hey, hey, double hey. Garbage, 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 garbage. Oh, garbage, entirely. Garbage. <laughs> but yeah, I saw it and I was like, that is, that sounds like a really cool concept. And then I watched it and I was like, oh. Uh, the guy who directed it is the guy who did, uh, he directed Attack on Titan. Oh, okay. So the visuals are really cool. I, I disagree, but. We're going to have to get Zach to watch it and then get his reactions on it. Mm, I mean, he he is not put off by tropes as much as I am. Yeah, well, there is kind of the like, oh, I found this mysterious, quirky girl, and she doesn't really talk. Yeah. She's like an overgrown cat, but we take care of her and feed her. Like, yeah, and she's bizarrely sexy. And she's good at parkour. Yeah. I didn't think she was overly sexualized. No, and they did, like, I... Her outfit was ugly. I wondered throughout the movie, I was like, was this written for men or written for women? Because it was hard to tell. And most anime are written for men. Yeah. And it's really obvious because of all the titties. The fan service All the titties and... Like, I love Demon Slayer Season 2, but they did not hold back on the titties. Or the gore. We can, we're, we can talk about that. We can talk about that later, oh. but what um, is your weekly favorite? My weekly favorite is... Um, my stuff isn't like... Gosh, what have I watched that I really... Oh, I really liked Moon Knight. Really? Okay. Zach has been telling me about Moon Knight. I liked Moon Knight. Um, my weekly favorites for like me, though, is I got my braces off today. Yes, I know! And then I also... Um, since we recorded our last podcast, I am no longer, like, in, like, the classroom portion of pharmacy school. Now I'm, like, actually on rotation. Yes. And I am in my mental health rotation, and it's really interesting. That is awesome. Yeah, I get to work with, and I'm doing a, um, I'm putting together a presentation on, like, anxiety and depression for high school students. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good topic. Yeah, and, like, when should they talk to their doctor about, like, some of the psychological symptoms they may be having? And, like, why mental health is just as important as physical health? Because, Mm -hmm. like, both can... You can die from both! Yeah, you can die... Yeah. That is very interesting. Yes. Is there anything else we need to cover? Um... I don't think so. Okie dokie. So we will see you guys next time. Bye! Bye!